Ever wondered how a book gets made into a movie? Or how to master the art of cooking? Either way, we've got you covered with the Two Guys from Hollywood podcast. I'm Alan Nevins, a literary agent and talent manager. And I'm Joey Santos, a columnist and celebrity chef. On our podcast, we're going to be serving you a fresh perspective of the entertainment industry alongside our favorite celebrity guests. As we like to say, we don't dish, we serve. Listen and follow Two Guys from Hollywood on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. We'll talk at you soon. It's safe to say 2020 was one of the most difficult years ever for so many. That's why I'm here to ask you, how can I help? My name is Dr. Gail Saltz. I'm a clinical associate professor of psychiatry at the New York Presbyterian Hospital, host of the new weekly podcast, How Can I Help? with Dr. Gail Saltz, brought to you by the Seneca Women Podcast Network and iHeartRadio. Join me every Friday where you can ask your most pressing questions and I will answer with specific advice and understanding. Listen to How Can I Help? with Dr. Gail Saltz on the iHeartRadio app, on Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Serious Rap Shit is a production of iHeartRadio. Me and my friend take his rap shit to Yo, 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 Mike Check, one, two. Episode is this one fifty eight? Yeah, one fifty eight. Episode one fifty eight, serious rap shit podcast. I'm John, your host. I'm Josh, your other host. And yeah, we we about to rock in the free world. How you been, Josh? I'm cooling, man. Trying to maintain. Yeah, yeah. Trying to maintain. Like you know, I've been good for a while, but I think the fucking you know hitting a little part of the pandemic where I'm starting to get a little. One of those situations where it's like, yo, I need to fuck out this house for a little bit, man. Oh, like a little cabin fever feeling? Yeah, kind of that. Like, just like, just to not doing anything shit, man. Yeah, yeah. It's It's been, um, it's been interesting because, um, you know, I've worked from home for years. I've, I've mostly worked from home writing, um, but now... It's something different when you have to stay at home. You know what I mean? Like, I'm used to being in the house for hours, writing and working and not going outside. But it's something uh, psychologically about, like, oh, yo, we can't go outside at all. That's different than, like, voluntarily being in the crib a lot. Yeah, it's it's the idea that you're kind of, like, stuck and... And also, like, I think I think a lot of shit is, like, the fucking whole election shit is starting to fucking, like, really just, like, annoy. The fucking Adidas emailed me earlier, like, yo. <laughs> yo, I bro. Know, you yeah. I know you love them NMDs, but, uh, you know, you out here voting? And I'm like. Uh, <laughs> you know what's crazy about that? Uh, listen, I went to, uh, like, an open air uh, record market kind of thing yesterday and i saw a cat uh shout out to uh, my man justin he was out there like selling records or whatever so we're like chopping it up and he's like yo uh just venmo me for the records so he holds up his phone with the qr code and shit i scan my phone and before venmo would like send him my money 
a little ad popped up and was like, don't forget to vote. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, are these niggas telling me like, yo, you could be out here buying records, you, you can vote. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, yo, like, is there some way to like trick the algorithm or like let them know like yo dog i already voted like don't <laughs> don't fucking bother me about this shit i'm like watching empire and hulu <laughs> hulu is like screaming at me don't forget to vote i'm like yo this shit is like wearing on me right now dog every time i open ig it's a fucking like thing up top like yo did you vote i'm like yeah they pin it to like the top of your feed yeah yeah oh, or you pull man. up like if you posted something on your story they fucking post a thing like, you know, you pull up like, oh, you want to add like music to it or whatever. Like the first things up there, are like vote, 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 vote yeah. ballot boxes and shit. Like, oh, all right, man. I got it, man. I fucking voted. Leave me the fuck alone. What the hell? It's like the whole society is like mobilizing against Trump. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? Because all of this, like, make sure you vote. Make sure you vote. It ain't for both sides. No. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's definitely for you know in the interest of getting as many people involved to get this motherfucker out of here you know yeah. yeah it's definitely like uh no one's like yo we really need to get the MAGA people out here to like get their votes nah. counted like no no everybody's like yo we need to and i i don't maybe like i just ain't pay attention enough before whatever it was not like this before dog no, it is never for as long as I've been alive. I won't speak to other eras. I, I don't think it, it could be like this, you know, through like the technology that we have and all of that. I don't think it could have been like this before our time. But there's been no time that I've been alive where I've seen this kind of like mass messaging around voting. It's been like persistent and really like nonstop. Yeah. I like, I mean, I'm sure, like, you know, back in the 90s, no one was getting, like, messages to vote in the middle of their dial-up. Like, you right. know what I mean? <laughs> you dialing in the, like... AOL. AOL. <laughs> it's like... <laughs> make sure you vote. Yeah. <laughs> this nah, shit no has been, like... That. It's, it's been crazy. Um, yeah, it's really, like, everywhere you turn... It's just like vote. Make sure you vote, 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 vote. I I'm ready for it to be over. Yeah, big time. And then like I saw a thing today. Um, I guess there was a whole big thing about like Trump walked out on the uh, the 60 Minutes interview. I saw and, that. Yeah, and then uh, they also interviewed Biden. They interviewed. They were supposed to be interviewing Trump, Pence, and Kamala and Biden. Mm-hmm. And uh, or Kamala, I'm sorry. Um, I still struggle with that too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so they um, that I saw a clip on Twitter of Biden like, yeah. Well, uh, I never said I never supported the funding of police. I wanted to. I want to fund them more, just in a different way. <laughs> Give <them> more money. <laughs> and I'm like, like so. I re I, I retweeted it like. Yo, yes, it's really important we get Trump out the paint. Like, super important. Because he's, like, definitely, like, instituting fascism. Yeah, yeah. But, okay, on November 3rd, I hope he gets voted out. But on November 4th, more work needs to be done. Like, we you can't rest on, on our laurels. Yeah, you like. got to bang on this nigga uh, Biden as soon yeah, as he it, get in. It can't be, like, we go back to brunch. 
Right. Right. So and I, I think that I mean, it cut you off. Go ahead. No, I, I was just like, and so I just like it got me mad because I'm just like, yo, this is so wild, man. It's so wild that this is like where we're at. Like I'm legit. Like yo, there's 500 and some odd kids that are in ICE custody that they can't find their parents, and so I'm voting for a dude I absolutely despise because yeah. the other dude is legitimately trying to institute fascism. Yeah. And like I'm like, yo, this is the situation that I'm in. And I hate it. Like I hate every fucking ounce of it. And I'm watching this dude talk about in the in the times we're living in today, after what we're watching, this like we literally like he's sitting there talking about them using the using the cops. Like Biden brought it up in the debate where he used the uh, Trump used the cops to fucking tear gas uh protesters so he could take a, a photo shoot with a Bible. And then mm-hmm. you get on TV and say, I ain't defunding the police. Yeah. I think they need a, a bigger budget. They need more money. Yeah. yeah. Like, you, it's so much mixed messaging. And, and he's talking about, like, yeah, you know, I, I, you know, we need somebody who believes the scientists and believes climate change. I ain't banning fracking. Right. <laughs> what are the scientists saying about fracking? Yeah, like it can't be like you literally talking out both sides of your mouth, man. And I understand yeah. like that's what politicians do. So mm-hmm. it is what it is. And I got, you know, I, I posted this too. Like I remember one of the biggest complaints, you know, I you know, you know, like I have a mutual I have a friend who's a uh who's very high up in the Democratic Party, especially in mm-hmm. this state. And um her biggest her biggest worry was Trump. If we you know if if if, if uh, Bernie is the candidate, they're gonna hammer him as a socialist. Yeah, and You're I'm socialist. like, You're a socialist. I was like, yo, they gonna do the same thing. Who, who they gonna do that to whoever's the candidate? She was like, yeah, right. but like they could get it. I'm like, what's Trump's main fucking thing about Biden? Oh, he's a socialist. He's part of the socialist agenda. Dog. And blah 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 blah. And it's like so. <laughs> You know, y'all mobilized against Bernie to keep social the idea that a socialist was going to get it off. It's like y'all didn't want to, you didn't want those agendas as part of it. Like y'all, the party mobilized specifically against that shit. Oh yeah, like a hundred percent. And it's yeah, because Trump, Trump will lie. You know, he'll he'll lie on instinct. You know what I mean, and without conscience. You know yeah. what I mean? So he's he's literally been saying we watched uh the the last debate, I think it was, or he's literally or may have been the the one before that where he said it. But he yeah, he was literally calling Joe Biden a socialist. And Biden standing there like, Oh, what? <laughs> I'm like, that's the game that you're playing with this guy. You know yeah. what I mean? He's he's been blatantly saying untrue things and I had like I mean I knew he was a liar, but I'm watching him. He said something that was like a flagrant lie like he flagrantly lied on one of biden's positions and i said the list i was like yo his strategy is game night say whatever you know if they're on tv and they're on a debate he just lie 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 and then you know on monday morning the huffington post or the fucking guardian comes out and fact checks it and says oh trump lied 36 times during the debate but it don't matter because he yeah. already said it <laughs> you know what i mean niggas not reading the huffington post 
that are gonna you know that are gonna be swayed either way or the guardian or the atlantic or whatever he already lied on game day yeah. <laughs> you know what i'm saying well, there's the cnn has this dude they was calling him after the first debate they was calling him politics woge because like <laughs> yeah yeah he was yeah. like he was posting all this stuff about like yo this is a lie here this is a lie here he does like he's like their fact checker right. and i'm like that's all good but like trump's base doesn't give a fuck like they don't give not, a shit they're not like you said they're not reading huff post or, or listening to cnn or watching cnn later and being like yeah you know they're right he did lie about that like they don't care about that shit yeah so like y'all platform people and like like they got fucking rick santorum who like in this state mm-hmm. you know what i mean like we know how fucking terrible he is a damn devil yeah, and CNN platforming them by putting him on to be like, yeah, well, he's the, you know, he's our Republican voice. Like, stop putting these dudes on. The dude literally went on TV and was like, yeah, but like, Trump won tonight. Da da da. And it's like, mm-hmm. what the fuck was you watching, dog? Like, yeah. honestly, I don't think there's no winner in that situation because both, I saw some, I can't remember who it was, but they was like, they posted a picture like of them side by side and shit from the debate. And they're like, this doesn't look like America. It's two right. base almost octogenarians, mm-hmm. white men. Like this isn't America, right. dog. And like the fact that this is what we're fucking left with is insane to me, dog. I mean, yeah. and it ain't like it would have been different in the sense of like, oh, it would have been a different face if it was Bernie. Like he's an almost octogenarian white man too. And I wish like when people said that before, like you know to me in an argument before it's like oh well he's just another 70 year old seven you know almost 80 year old white man i'm like you're absolutely right mm-hmm. i said i wish we weren't in this position but he at least has fucking policy that i can back yeah you know yeah because I, I, mean? I i think that um there's so much folly in our political culture um but i i think that that argument i think that identity is important but the ways in which we center identity when we talk about this stuff, you know, like, yes, you know, the Bernie Trump, Biden, the three of them are old white men. But when you have one person who's, you know, Democratic Socialist, you know, however you would frame him politically, one person who's, you know, a, a capitalist aiding in fascism in Trump and in a per, another person who's like a neoliberal capitalist you you can't in good faith make the argument that these three people are the same in any way other than you know race and gender you know what i mean ideologically these people aren't the same you know what no, i'm saying that's just a, a fact you know what i mean and i think that we misuse um i don't want to say identity politics i don't say identity politics in a pejorative sense I say it in a positive sense. I think that we misuse identity politics when we refuse to see those differences and the the ways in which ideology and and political leanings uh, play a a factor. You know what I'm saying? Uh, That's like that's like, you know, there's cops beating niggas in the hood and you like, oh, we'll just hire more black cops. (laughs) Like, no, that's yeah. You know what I mean? That's not the way to get at it. So I think that it's a folly to, um, you know, frame all of those those three in particular as the same thing. And as far as like, you know, 
the ways in which the Democratic Party uh, mobilized to push Bernie Sanders out, you know, they've shown us that they, uh, the Democratic Party specifically has shown us that they don't want like a movement of like poor and working people. You know what I'm saying? Like they don't, they don't want that kind of shit. So, you know, us as the people are either going to have to shit or get off the pot. You know what I'm saying? Like we're going to figure out some kind of way to, uh, smash or circumvent the two major parties or we're just going to do this dance every two and four years. Yeah. And that's just what it's going to be. And that's what I'm afraid of. Like, I'm afraid of the idea that like, yo, in four years, what exactly is going to be like, you know, we may have minor changes and like, you know, maybe we don't have forced sterilization at the border and shit like that. But like, let's not pretend like Obama wasn't the Porter in chief. And you know what I mean? Like, you know, what, what is that? Like, yeah, Biden recently apologized for the crime bill and said, yeah, that was a mistake. Yeah. We shouldn't have did that, but he's not talking about ending the war on drugs. Like, you know what I mean? He's not, saying like yo we need to yeah i was wrong okay great like that that ain't helping none of the people that have been locked up under that same crime bill mm-hmm. still locked up yeah and then he was talking about um yeah like i really think we need to like change the the crack cocaine law and like all right well first uh, i don't know how popular crack cocaine is anymore anyway like you right. know what i mean like <laughs> Y'all still smoking rocks? Yeah, I, I mean, I, I mean, I'm sure it's still going on, but it ain't that ain't our ma- that ain't the major drug on the street no more anyway. Right. But also, that's great. Are you gonna revise all those people's sentences that 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 you gave or like you know yeah. you you helped implement because of the the crime bill? Yeah. Yeah. So what are those people being let out. Yes. So what like, is- uh, well, well, hey, I will say this. One thing I did see that I liked. Um, and I hope happens. Uh, um, Crystal, I can't think of her name from, uh, God damn. Why can't I think of it? Um, Crystal Sager. Uh, she, um, she got on TV and was saying that, Oh, Crystal ball. That's her name. Crystal ball. Um, Mm. from the Hill, I think it's called. Um, she, sat down with Bernie and Mm. Bernie was like, Oh, I have a hundred day plan, whether I'm in office or not. He was like, these are the things that I'm going to hold the Biden administration to. Like, these are what I want rolled out. Like, you know what I mean? These are the things I want done. And if not, we're going to pressure him. Like, you know what I mean? Um, and my hope is that like, like I said, I talked about this on the last podcast. I saw that Asian sister, who you know, like the how's how it started, how's it going thing that was going around, like you know she started in 2016. She was you know campaigning for Bernie and like you know what I mean, you know helping, uh, you know fucking campaign and do fucking you know voter registration and shit like that. Mm-hmm. And now four years later, she's running for office. She's running for like Senate or something like that or House. I think she's running for a House seat. And right. you know, so the hope is that like radicalization continues to happen and like shit isn't getting better. So like, I, you know, I think more and more you're seeing what 
you know radicalization is is going on yeah. you know what i mean um yeah. you know you see you know fucking <coughs> excuse me because of the pandemic eight million more people have fallen into uh poverty jesus in this country eight million jesus you know what i mean that's like you know that means if eight million fell into poverty that means nobody who was in poverty got out of poverty in that time so right, right. like Nobody your poverty up. yeah so your poverty levels are like continuing to climb yeah. um you know shit here in philly so for people who do, who listen who are for philly um excuse me there's this giant like essentially market called the reading terminal mm-hmm. um that's been around for i don't fucking know how long We've been around as long as i know 1800s or some shit yeah it's an institution yeah and you know, there's a bunch of restaurants in there, and a bunch of like food places, uh, markets, and stuff. markets, all types of shit. Um, it's essentially like a farmers market, like indoors, um, down in a, a giant chunk, uh, like a giant, a whole like city block. In, in 1893. Uh, 1893. Mm-hmm. So a long fucking time. Uh, this has been around, and it's a, uh, you know, it's historical. And because of the pandemic, you know, it thrived on like business, it thrived on like workers being downtown. And because mm-hmm. like a bunch of businesses are closed and a bunch of stuff is, you know, people are working from home. There isn't people in there every day. I was downtown for something. I don't remember what it was, um, but I was downtown for something recently. And I was like, yo, I'm going to stop at the Red Terminal because I'm downtown. And like, you know what I mean? I can get like nine different types of food while I'm in here. Yeah. Um, and I went in there, and it, it, like a bunch of stuff was closed. A bunch of like booths were closed, Jesus. and like stuff that was open, there was nobody in that bitch. And it was like eleven thirty. For context, for people <laughs> who aren't from Philly, you know, imagine when when you're in a Reading Terminal Market, eleven thirty uh, in the morning, noon, or whatever. You're you're like shoulder to shoulder with people, yeah. And it's a massive space, like you said, it's like a city block, yeah. So it's a massive space with all of these different vendors. When you're in there in the middle of the day, you're literally bumping into people. That's how many people are crammed in there, you know, buying food and eating and stuff. So for that, for it to be empty is shocking. Yeah, I was like, wow. There's like, and the place I wanted to get food from wasn't open. Um, didn't look like they were gonna be able to lay lights was out and it's like eleven thirty. So Yeah. I was like, yo, this place is like dead. But you know, apparently they're talking about like they had to start a go fucking fund me for the mm-hmm. Red Terminal. Yeah. And that's yeah. like an institution in this city. And like right. they can't keep this shit open. Like, you know what I mean? And they can't afford it. And it, it's nuts to me that that's what like where we're at. But like you know, my hope is that, you know, it's sad that this has got to be the hope, but it's like, yo, it's, you know, shit is so fucked up. I'm hoping that, you know, we get, uh, you know, more radicalization out of that shit mm-hmm. and more people going like, yo, this, this is insane. Like, we can't keep doing this. Yeah. The status quo, it ain't enough and it has to be changed. Yeah. Yeah. It's fucked up. Uh, we should probably hop out to a break. Yeah. Yeah. Let's, let's go into a break and then talk some music related stuff. Yep. Yep.
David Bowie. Well, it depends on who you ask, or which record you play. To some, he's Ziggy Stardust. To others, the Thin White Duke, or Major Tom. But who is David Bowie really? To answer that question, we'll have to go off the record. My name is Jordan Runtog, and I'm the host of Off the Record, a new music biography podcast from iHeartRadio. Off the Record goes beyond the songs and into the hearts and minds of rock's greatest legends. Every season profiles one classic artist, taking listeners on a wild ride through their extraordinary career. The first season examines the life, or rather lives, of David Bowie. Each episode of the 11th part audio event tells the story of one of his iconic personas. Together, these faces form an intimate portrait of one of the 20th century's most influential figures. So who was David Bowie? Tune in to Off the Record to find out. Listen and follow on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. I'm Robert Evans, host of Behind the Bastards, and it could happen here. And boy, it does seem to be happening here. I'm going to guess most of the people listening to this are deeply concerned with what they saw happen in Washington, D.C. on January 6th. And I'm here to tell you it was a fascist insurrection, an attempt by fascists to take over our democracy. And it didn't happen in a historical vacuum. There have been numerous attempts, many of them successful, by fascist movements to take over democracies over the last century. In order to protect yourself, in order to protect your family and your very freedom, you need to understand this history and the history of the different anti-fascist movements that have fought, sometimes successfully, often unsuccessfully, to stop the same things from happening in their own countries. The knowledge of this history is important, and it's maybe the only thing that can save us. So, if you're as concerned as I am, listen to Behind the Insurrections on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Boom, right back in effect. Um, so <laughs> this shit. So last week, um, Buster Rhymes, you know, row row like a Busta dungeon dragon. Rhymes. You know, we we love Buster. Uh, he challenged Ti to. John's wearing a uh, Bushi shirt right now. I didn't mean to cut you off. You wearing a Bushi <laughs> shirt right now. <laughs> As this is the Bushy Beastie Boys collab. <laughs> I'm absolutely rocking that. I got the big Jamiroquai hat yeah. <laughs> in the closet. So, you know, we love Buster. And last week, he challenged T.I., of all people, to do a versus battle. And T.I. was like, nah, Bush, you too old. <laughs> I don't want to battle you. Which, to me, you know, we can we can talk about it and and, you know, you share your thoughts on it. I feel like uh, T.I. is kind of justified in being like, yo, me and Bust not really the same era. Because if, th- if you think about it, Busta was on the radio when we were like little kids. You know yes. what I mean? With like L.O.N.S. and shit. He went solo in 1996. <laughs> his, first, his, his first album was either 95 or 96. I always mess up the year when that shit came out. But I think it was 96. When his first solo record came out. So Busta versus they usually kind of do it chronologically. Like they'll go through like their early work and then into later stuff. Not all the time, but that's, you know, generally how it happens. So if Busta's playing, I don't know, fucking PTA 
And then uh, just another case of that old PTA. And T.I.'s yeah. like, rubber band, man. Wow, that's the Taliban. <laughs> like, <laughs> T.I. career don't start until like 2003. Yeah. How are they battling? Like, it, does, it doesn't make any sense. That's why I think it's difficult for anybody to battle uh, LL. And people, you know, people speculate, oh, so-and-so should go against so-and-so. It's difficult to match up with LL because his career starts in the mid-'80s in the first golden era, and it stretches. LL's last radio hit might have been, like, 2007, 2008 or some shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, nobody else really has a career from, you know, of hits from that, you know, with that stretch of time. So I understand T.I. being like, yo, bus, like, battle a nigga that came out, you know, in the early 90s. Like, you, how you gonna battle me? Yeah. Your career was on and popping for, like, damn near a decade before I even got in the game. Yeah, like, I would guess L would have, I mean, um, Buster would have to be, like, Somebody who came out in the nineties, even if they wasn't the early nineties, but even if it was like even if it was like the original like bus first solo album around that mm-hmm. time who carried into this time. Like, you know yeah. what I mean? Like that's probably the closest you're gonna get. Yeah. Um Bus not fucking with Hove. Nah. You know what I'm saying? Nah. As many as many records as Bus got, he not fucking with Hove. I think that um we were talking about this yesterday. I think Missy would be I think Missy would smoke him because she has like bigger records yeah, she, than him. But if Missy were to pull out like the stuff that she, you know, she used to write right for motherfuckers yep. in the '90s, so she she was active. She, you know, blew up. You know what I mean? Uh, reached her peak really in the like early 2000s. But even um, her first album, Super Duper Fly, that was like. 97 something yeah. like that 96 yeah. 97 so i feel like she could line up with buster but i think ultimately she gonna smoke him because like her records are like you know out of this world but ti wasn't a good match for buster and buster buster kind of been like throwing salt on it like yeah so basically saying this nigga scared you know what i mean but i think that it makes sense ti like yo we not from the same era yeah honestly you know who like might be a good Battle for Buster, even though I think he's he's better, it would be like a Nas because Nas has that same mm. kind of time run, like you know what I mean? Right, right, right. Um, but I think Nas would smoke him, but like, yeah, yeah. I mean, and, and Buster being like salty about like Ti not wanting to battle him, it's like I kind of get it. Like Ti's right, like you're not from the same eras, really. Um, yeah. And I think the what. The, the eventual battle that they did line up uh like first of all i didn't realize versus was still going to be a thing like i thought it kind of died like it's been like all, two months <laughs> since there was a versus the last um, one was uh was it like patty labelle yeah and it's night was the last one <laughs> yeah like well because it was getting like platters for the last last battle right. so right you know what i mean i thought once we once we hit the uh uh, the cabaret battle, I was like, <laughs> yeah, it might, you know, maybe the the battle, th- you know, maybe the verses is, you know, maybe wind it down. Time to wrap it up. Yeah. So apparently, what they're 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 calling is season two. Ooh. 
Deadpool season two. <laughs> so, um, they're the the battle they did line up makes a little more sense. It's going to be Jeezy versus Ti. That makes perfect sense to me. Yes. Yeah. 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 Perfect. You know sense. what I mean? Neither one of them. Like I feel like uh, there are certain like tiers. Like neither one of them are in like the Drake, Nas, Mary J. Yes. Tier with you know where they got like crazy hit records, but they do got hits. They got strong catalogs, and their their eras line up. Their timeline lines up. Yeah, I think it's the the probably the best thing you were gonna get. Uh, only mm-hmm. other person, you know, like the Ti Fifty Cent battle, I think would have been good. Um, yeah, I yeah. think that would have been cool. Although, like after the last ep- after we recorded the last episode, like the next day, T- uh, Fifty Cent came out and was like, "Yo, I'm voting for Trump." So it's a Trumper. Yeah. So you know, whatever. So n- no one wants to see him battle anybody. Yeah. Um, I think that. Gonna st- <laughs> I mean, to cut you off. I was gonna say, is niggas gonna stop watching? Uh, power <laughs> well, well isn't it isn't it power book two now and like yeah yeah the new shit i wouldn't yeah. watch that shit talk. i ain't gonna hold you <laughs> i don't know i think like the two main stars are like mary j blige and and method man and like let's, let's fucking I, go <laughs> i don't know if like a tv show could be carried by method man and mary j blige i'm i'm nervous right. about it um <laughs> but so like i do think this is a, a good battle though i do think like yeah. This makes sense uh, as far as like even regionally, like it makes sense. It's all it's similar to me to like the Nelly Ludacris thing, like you know right. what I mean. Like this right. makes sense, like music even style wise. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I think uh, actually, you know who could have been a good if he didn't battle already. Snoop might have been a good battle for uh, Busta Rhymes. Yo. I don't know who else said that, but yeah, that's come up too. Okay. Because, yeah, Snoop, um, you know, they could have rolled from the chronic all the way up through the 2000s and 2010s and shit. Because Snoop, you know, Snoop did his thing with DMX and I felt like he smoked X and he didn't even play all of his hit records really. Nah. You know what I mean? Snoop left like joints in the chamber you know what i mean so if if you were to take someone like buster who's you know really like an icon you know you would have to line him up and an icon who's had like a long career like he has you would have to line him up against somebody like snoop ti i don't know where this ti shit came from like ti's um done his thing he's like put the work in and he has like a catalog of hit songs and songs that people love but i don't know where bus got this whole you know ti you know i'm I'm a battle ti and put my 30 year career whatever the fuck has been against ti who was really you know how long was he really a famous rapper from 03 to like like what was his last hit swagger like us or some shit you know what i mean like what was the last big record that he was on if i'm you know y'all ti fans is listening (laughs) you know what i'm saying like correct me if i'm wrong but when was his big hit record he was really he had a solid decade of being like a big rapper and he moved into other shit 
I'm trying to think. Like it's either Swagger like us or the joint he had with Rihanna, and I'm not sure which one came first. Right, right. So it's one of those two, but that's probably the last hit. Like you yeah. know what I mean? So yeah. you know, he didn't like he didn't stretch into like the 2010s with hit ass records, nah. Nah, yeah, he had like you know he might have had something here and there, and maybe stuff r- rang off regionally, like you know what I mean? But yeah. That's not something that's like, yo, this dude like had major hit records. Like, I'm trying to think. I don't think like even a, a guest appearances and shit like that. Like, right, right. You know, was he on Dark Twisted Fantasy? He might have been on Dark Twisted Fantasy or something. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, he was like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> throwing motherfuckers <laughs> on records. So, I don't know. I, I, I just, I, yeah, he ain't. I think the the Jeezy joint is a good battle for him. Both of them had like huge records, huge South records too, and they both put mm-hmm. on for Atlanta. And both around the same time were like battling for like the King of Atlanta type thing. Right. Um, right. So yeah, you know what I mean? And like they had beef at one point, I believe, too. Like actual beef. Yeah, I think they did. Uh-huh. Um, Jeezy was beefing with everybody. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So Yo. You know, I think part of that, too, is, like, you know, y'all run in, like, you know, different circles down there, too. Mm-hmm. So, But in the same city. Yes, yeah, 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 yeah. So I think you have some of that. Um, but I uh, I mean, like, you know, I'm interested in the sense that, like, I like some Jeezy records. I like some T.I. records. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't need this battle to be, like, two and a half hours long and shit, like. <laughs> Man, y'all got to get in and get out real quick. And I'm saying that as the East Coast person. People yeah. down South might feel differently. So I, yeah, exactly. I respect that and I defer to that. You know what I mean? But for me, yeah, y'all niggas get in. Rubber band, man. You know what I mean? Yeah. Get the fuck out. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, like real quick and dirty. Yeah. Like, I think... And, you know, I think there's some good, like, you can, you know, they can play the Live Your Life, the joint with Rihanna, and then Jeezy, Jeezy can come back with the uh, the joint he did with Rihanna off Rihanna album. Like, mm-hmm. there's some good, there's good, like, you know, volley in there. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, T.I. got joints. I forgot about that shit. Yeah, yeah. T.I. Yeah. do got joints. Um, so, I think it's, I think it's a good, like, a good setup. You know what I mean? Um yeah. One artist from down in Atlanta uh that people still are clamoring for a solo album that they're never going to get. Uh <laughs> Andre 3000 um got a little buzz going this week. Um I don't know who it was. It popped up on like Reddit. Um Yeah. And somebody was playing like a uh an unreleased verse for uh from Andre 3000 to uh, um, Cop Shot the Kid, the Nas track. Mm-hmm. Um, and apparently he was supposed to like guess on it, but like they didn't have the time or something. Apparently, like that album got put together in like 11 days. Really? Yeah. Um, I just Googled it because uh, I thought it this is, was who played it, uh, but I didn't want to be yeah, inaccurate, yeah. but. Uh, che Pope was the one. Okay, yes, that's that who it was. was yep, yep, yep. It, which it makes sense him, you know, being close to Yay, him having that. But yeah, yeah, it used to be part of like that played it. Used to be part of good music and shit. Um, yeah, yeah. I th- I heard he he like produced uh, 
part of uh, Miseducation too. Oh, okay. I could be bugging. I think he. I think he worked on that record too. But yeah, he's like a vet, and like yes. of course, you know, he he would have access to like some rare as unheard yay and Andre three thousand shit. For real. Um, but it was a crazy verse. It's like Dre really saying some shit on there too about like, yo, let's kill cops kids. Like, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? It's like, you know, fuck it. They take our kids, they just start taking their kids and shit like like it's some raw shit. And right. Which also makes me go like, okay, maybe did Dre go like, all right, I don't want this out. Like, you yeah. know what I mean? Like Or the st- label. Yes, yeah, yeah. That too. Who knows, you know? Yeah. Uh but it's a dope like so if you could try if you can find that somewhere, I mean you know, it's all over the net. Um you can find that and like listen to that shit. It's a dope it's a dope little verse. I mean it's all it's not even a whole verse, it's only like a piece of it. Um yeah. but it's real dope. And I think like uh I, I I it's it's like it's it's a wow factor in some of what he's saying. Not like mm-hmm. oh my like, oh my god, like offended, but like oh my god, like yo, that's some that's some shit to say <laughs> on a record. Like, you yeah. know what I mean? You never hear that really. Nah, no, nah, never. And I I think um somebody like tweeted it out. They tweeted like the video of Che Pope playing it and their caption was, Damn yo, yay uh cut Andre three thousand off a of Nas album. And I feel like people kind of ran with that narrative. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But there's a million reasons why a performance doesn't show up on a record. You yeah. know what I mean? Or a million uh, potential reasons. Who yeah. the hell knows, you know, what ended up happening? Yeah, and maybe they need to clearance. Right. Who the fuck knows? Like, I'm, I'm not going to automatically put that on Yay. Like, yay, because people, people are displeased with yay, right? Yes. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? The fucking Trump thing and the slavery thing and the fucking uh, Harriet Tubman thing. People are fucking done with yay, so I understand that. But I'm, I'm not necessarily putting that on him, that he just, you know, on some, like, the Grinch that stole hip-hop shit <laughs> fucking just deprived us of a great Andre 3000 uh, verse. I think that there, you know, could be more to it. I just, I don't know. Yeah, I, I think, um, you know, there's a million, like you said, there's a million factors why verses don't end up on stuff. So, uh, or features don't end up on uh, on records. Um, so, yeah, I, I mean, like, I know a lot of people, I saw that. I saw a lot of people going like, fucking yay, depriving us, and blah, 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 blah. <laughs> Fuck you, Kanye. Yeah, and like, <laughs> Cool, I get that sentiment, but I don't know if he's the one behind this not being on there. Um, It does sound like he was way involved with too many projects at once and kind of rushed this project. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Because I'll tell you this, you know, knowing Nas as an artist for so many years, like 11 days sounds like way too fast for him to put together a project. That's really fucking quick. Yeah. That's really quick. Um, he doesn't seem like the dude that like goes into the studio and like bangs out an album in eleven days. There's there's artists who do that and like that's Absolutely. because, you know, they just explode with stuff and like that's that doesn't seem like he seems like a lot more methodical about getting stuff. I mean, we heard not a Nas album is done for years before the album got put out. So <laughs> Right, right. Um you know, I, I think like he's a little more methodical with doing work. Um but uh 
you know, that fits a Kanye thing of him being kind of manic. You know what I mean? Mm. And so that kind of, like, I guess that kind of fits. Um, yeah. But like, yo, let's just get it done. Yeah, 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 definitely. Um, there's also something I wanted to bring up, and this kind of touches on something we talked about a little bit in the intro uh, about like the war on drug stuff. Um, mm. So uh, Jay Z partnered with uh, a marijuana company, a cannabis company, whatever. Um, I think it's called Kaliva. Uh, um, like a year ago, um, mm. and he's finally releasing his own uh, like um, brand of cannabis products um, called Monogram. Um, mm. But he was hired as like a essentially like to handle like um, outreach stuff and like um, <laughs> stuff with like uh, uh, ex marijuana offenders. Um, oh wow! And these kind of like handling, trying to like handle that kind of stuff, and handling like essentially war on drug type stuff, yeah. um, and like uh, I will say this. Okay, so I have my medical card here in the state of Pennsylvania. I just mm-hmm. recently got it, um, and I went to a dispensary for the first time last week. Okay. One thing I will say is a. If I've ever purchased marijuana illegally, which I'm not going to, you know, <laughs> say on this podcast. Yeah, yeah. I bought an eighth from the dispensary, and I'm a little, like, man, I never broke a scale out anytime I bought an eighth any other time. <laughs> this is right, definitely right. a difference in, like, wow. amount. Um, yeah. <laughs> but, uh... So I went to the dispensary. I will say this. Fucking easy as pie to get what I needed in and out. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, yo, I want this, this, and this. Cool. They'll call you over when it's ready at the with the register. Five minutes later, they're like, yo, come get what you need. Jesus. Blah, 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 yeah. And I walk out the store. Um, yeah. And they're super, like, nice to handle those things. Um, it makes me go, like... I can't believe there's so many people in jail for this fucking thing that now is like a big business. And from what I've heard, medical marijuana in this state, the the money will be like tens of millions of dollars Mm -hmm. for the state. Yeah. And I know Governor Wolf has come out on multiple occasions saying that he wants to legalize it completely. Yeah. For excuse me, for recreational use. Mm-hmm. Um, that's billions right there yes I was about to say that so imagine what money could have been raised for this city but state in COVID if marijuana was illegal in this state mm-hmm. the money that could be given out and could be but like bullshit holds it up man and it's insane to me. And like, you know, it, it, like, like I'm not some giant user. I'm not like, I'm not, I don't like wake and bake and all that. Kind of, like, that's not me. Um, you know, I know plenty of people who do and whatever, like, you know, get, get, hey, look, get through your day. However you get through your day. I don't give a shit. But so I'm not saying it in the sense of like, yo, I just want to be fucking high all the time. Like my point is that like, there's so much money that could be made. So much money that can be made. And um, 
I know one big thing, like I've heard from a bunch of different people, like Sean Kemp recently said he's opening up a, a, a cannabis, uh, um, yeah, ca- a cannabis store or whatever. Uh, he's, uh, but so there's so much money to be to be made, and like I know I recently read that they're going to be doing, uh, they're trying to do because like what happened was once they did it, like the big businesses swooped in, right. Right, which a lot of people predicted. Yes, you know would happen. Yeah, and like so, it became really hard for like individuals to get like dispensary licenses, shit like that. And then of course, it became even harder for you know people of color, black people in general, to mm-hmm. get these dispensaries, get licensing for these dispensaries, uh, who were you know who are adversely affected by the drug wars and drug laws and. Also, the crazy thing to me is I went into this place. I bought. First of all, it's really weird to buy weed legally. Right. Um, Like I walked out of there and like people were like in line waiting to get in there. And I feel like, mm-hmm. yo, they're staring at me. I got like, you know what I mean? Like it's yeah, weird. That's bought drugs. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. So it's weird. Um, But I think about it in the sense of like our prisons are full mostly non uh, non violent offenders and mm-hmm. mostly drug offenders. Yeah. And I think marijuana arrests are like some of the some of the highest arrests that they make in this country. Yeah. There's so many people in the system whether it be in prison or on probation or parole or whatever. They're part of the system or they have a, just even a, an offense on their record. That you know they've served their time and they're out of the system in that sense, but still have this shit on their record. And I go, we have a major presidential candidate who still thinks weed is a gateway drug. Like Biden wow. said that. Biden, yeah, 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 yeah. And I, it just makes me mad that like we're in this position still, and even though it's legal medically in this state. There's people right now who are in jail. I mean, like, there's people. I know some of the states who legalized it, like Washington, Oregon, um, Vegas, I think. They've started to start to try and make amends to be like, yo, we're going to let people free who are serving time for marijuana offenses. Maybe California, too. Maybe California, too, I think, yeah. Um, So... Like it's legal in these places, but there's still people locked up serving time for marijuana offenses. Yeah. And like I I see this shit with Jay Z and I'm like, yo, it cool, you're launching your marijuana brand. But like, yo, why are we not like in the streets about this kind of shit? Yeah. Look at the fucked up message that it sends. It's like, you know, you lost uh however many years of your life, you know, whatever. And jail's not no fucking picnic. So whatever happened happened to you in jail, whatever happened to your family while you were on the outside, even if they do let you out, you come out and you see, you know, I don't fucking know, um, uh, the, the moms, the view 
uh, or you know Regis and and not Regis and Kelly, but you know whatever you know whatever Good Morning America, you know uh, they're talking about you know oh medical marijuana, it's like the secret for you know suburban moms now, and it's on fucking People magazine, and and all of these white folks can like make money off of it, and it's a respectable thing, and you had to be dragged through hell. You know, and when you get out, it's like, oh, well, you did it when it wasn't okay. Yeah. So we say it's we say it's okay now. So it's all good. You know what I mean? That's that's such a a, 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 a fucked up message that you can send to somebody. But that's you know, that's the, the nature of the society we live in. It's hypocritical. You know, what's good for the goose ain't good for the gander. You know what I'm saying? And it's it's like really fucked up. Like I would be if I were someone who, you know, lost my years of my life to, you know, a marijuana offense. It would piss me off coming out. I'm pissed off about it. And it didn't happen to me. You know what I mean? See uh, to see how this thing has been, how this industry has been legitimized and how it's just like, oh, well you know no harm no foul it's okay now now everybody can you know smoke weed all they want and they can put thc and smoothies and sell them you know what i mean on the corner and it's just all good because we say so it's fucked up yeah it's it's such a double-edged sword because like i think marijuana should be legal and i think like you know you know it should be any place you can get it should be used in therapeutics for so many people. It can help so many people. And yeah. it's insane that it isn't legal. It's literally only illegal because, you know, a couple people who are invested in other areas wanted to push the agenda to make it illegal. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, like, I don't want to watch a bunch of rich white people make even more money off of something that is a you know that black and brown people suffered for you right know what i mean and right you know then won't be able to reap the benefits even in the long run because they're they you know they're pushed out of those arenas and it's aggravating to sit and watch man and yeah. like you know you watch fucking vice half you know more than half their fucking tv shows on the vice network are about weed yeah absolutely like it's straight pop culture now, and yeah. you know it's been pop culture for a long time, and like I don't like I I don't want this to even be like a singled out thing. Or like I'm talking about Jay Z specifically because it's a ton of rappers that are involved. Like Snoop has his own stuff, Wiz Khalifa, um, fucking Be Real. Like that makes all these things make complete sense. These are all Perfect artists that have associated sense. themselves with like marijuana for a long time. Um, so there's a ton of them and like that's cool like I don't begrudge these dudes getting bred that way like it's a great way to diversify yourself and I'm not mad at any of that I'm mad at the sense that like you know while all this is happening we still like there's still people being fucking prosecuted for this shit right now man mm-hmm. right now we talked about this I don't know if it was last episode or two episodes ago, but like they posted a drug bust that they made in New York and it was a bunch of weed. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, yo, this is legal in a ton of places, man. Yeah. Y'all still running people down for this shit. Yeah. Like it's insane to me, man. It's really, really, really insane to me. And like while I was reading it, I was like, oh, that's dope. And then at the same time I sat there and was like, 
what the fuck, man? Like it just it, like I said, like my experience at going to the dispensary was a good chill experience, but at the same time, it's just like I'm doing this shit, and like, how many times have I done? Like, you know, I've done this on either end, selling or buying, and like, so much was like, in, you know, so much chances were being taken that I could be mm-hmm. going away for a long time, and like 10, 15, 20 years later, they're doing this shit like it's no big deal in the it's middle. Yeah, in the middle of like a residential neighborhood. Like the dispensaries, like literally in a residential neighborhood. There's houses around. Like I parked in a in a apartment parking lot that was right next to it. Mm, yeah. Like, you yeah. know what I mean? And it's like, this is, you know, like good. It's a good thing that that's there. But like, I just, I, the mixed messaging and like, you know, again, like this is this country, man. Like, you know, talking out both sides of your mouth is is a real thing here. And like, I'm really just like, uh, um, I'm disheartened sometimes when I think about that shit, man. Like, it was really a mixed bag for me, man. Like, re- doing that and then like doing the dispensary thing and then like seeing the fucking uh, reading that article while I was like, oh, that's dope. And I'm glad that he's like somewhat involved in this as far as like a criminal reform part. But like. Mm-hmm. I don't know, man. Like, I, I feel weird about shit like that, especially when yeah. I see so many black and brown folks still suffering from this shit, man. Right. Yeah, definitely, you know, whatever. People are, like, making their... They're going to make their money, especially Hove. Yeah, yeah, he yeah. Do, you know, he going to do what he what he do. Uh, but, yeah, I, I agree. It don't sit right with me either that this shit is, like, so acceptable now. Yeah. I mean, dude, they're opening... Um, like two more dispensaries in this area in like the next couple months. Um, <coughs> um, I'm surprised there's not a lot here in Philly, and I'm surprised. I'm surprised there's not more. Um, right. before I understand, it's really hard to get the license. Mm-hmm. A lot of people are like really fighting against it. Um, but like, uh, I don't know. I just look at it and I'm like, you know, there's fucking dispens. There's like downtown i think there's excuse me actually in center city in philly there's like four or something like that mm-hmm. and i just go like dog you know how many times i bought weed in that area and i'm like or, or, or sold weed in that area and like right. you right. know what i mean like yo i'm super surprised there isn't one in the, the gallery right now like i'm really mm-hmm. surprised like when it becomes legal, I would not be surprised. Yeah. You know what I mean? If there's not a dispensary straight in the gallery, and it's like, I've sold weed in the gallery. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? So, for f- folks who don't know, the gallery in Philly is like yes. a huge shopping complex in like the middle of Center City. Yeah. Um, so, like, I don't know, man. I, I just feel really like I have really, really mixed feelings about a lot of it. But that kind of feels like, you know what I mean, how I feel with so much shit, you know what I mean, nowadays, yeah. especially politically, man. So, Absolutely. You know, but like, you know, shout out to, you know, all the rappers who are getting themselves involved in it. Because, hey, listen, man, it makes sense. And the motherfuckers them traded off y'all for a long time. You know what I mean? Fucking high times. You know what I mean? I don't know how much they use rap music. You know what I mean? To sell their shit. You know what I mean? So I'm glad that like some artists are, are able to capitalize off of it in some way. Mm-hmm. 
Absolutely. I mean? uh, we should probably hop out to another break and then uh, start wrapping up, give our music yeah. for the uh, new music for the week. Word, let's do it. Yep. Hello, lovelies. This is Arden Marine, and you may know me from Chelsea Lately or Shameless, or more recently as Regina Sinclair on Insatiable on Netflix. I want to tell you about my podcast, Will You Accept This Rose, where we recap all the seasons of the Bachelor franchise, and we are very excited to talk about the new season of The Bachelor with Matt James. Each episode, we bring in amazing celebrity guests, and we have a bunch of amazing guests planned to cover this season with us, including Lance Bass, Ashley I from The Bachelor franchise. Paget Brewster, Doug Benson, Jerry Trainer, Rob Benedict, Lauren Lapkus, Brian Safi, Ross Matthews, Kate Micucci, Scott Ackerman, Miles Gray, Lacey Mosley, Michelle Collins, and more. If you watch the Bachelor franchise, you're going to love hanging with us while we get into the hot details of the show. You may have other choices in Bachelor podcasts, but none that are this funny, and we are truly fans. Catch our episodes every Wednesday and listen to Will You Accept This Rose on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Join us on this love journey. If I could be you. And you could be me. For just one hour. If you could find a way. To get inside. Each other's mind. Walk a mile in my shoes. Walk a mile in my shoes. Walk Walk a mile mile in in my my shoes. shoes. We've all felt left out. And for some, that feeling lasts more than a moment. We can change that. Learn how at belongingbeginswithus.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council. Walk a mile in my shoes. Boom, boom. Back in effect. Um, so, yeah, did you listen to anything new this week? Yeah. Um, so what I listened to, it was only a single. Uh, it's not um, a full project. Uh, but um, Young's Teflon, everybody who listens to the podcast knows, like, I'm a huge Young's Teflon fan. Um, yeah. And uh, he released a, like, un, he had released a unreleased track. Um couple maybe like a month or so ago called have you seen her um um and this week he released a the he released uh have you seen her part two um i believe both are produced by um friend of the podcast and former guest um s west uh yeah but i know this one definitely is uh produced by s west uh so called have you seen her Part two, dope, super dope track. Um, I'm biased as shit because I'm a big Young Teflon fan, but I'm in a big S West fan, so I'm super biased. But um, uh, the link, I don't think it's on any streaming platforms right now, uh, but it is on mm. YouTube. Um, and uh, if you go to uh, Young Teflon's uh, Instagram page, the link in the bio takes you right to the song. Um, but it's really, really dope. Like, uh, smooth, super smooth track. Um, mm. And uh, really, uh, really melodic and like, just like a really like chill vibe joint. Um, I really, I'm really looking forward to, to Young's new project. Um, I know, I think it was supposed to drop in September, but I think he held on to it for a little while longer. Um, mm. But uh, yeah. Uh, this is a super dope. I'm hoping like this is like the first kind of single type thing. You know what I mean? They get the album to come out soon. So um, yeah. definitely, I tell people check that out. Have you seen it in part two by Jens Teflon? Yeah, I um, 
It's crazy because this may be like my most new music listening (laughs) year. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Of my adult life. Um, But yeah, I've been, you know, keeping up on shit. And there's a really dope record that came out uh, maybe last week, last week or maybe the week before. Um, It's called Quakers. And it's, uh, the group is called Quakers, and the album is called Next Wave. And uh, Quakers is a production crew. Jeff Barrow from Portishead is a member of this crew. Uh, oh, but this word. shit, yeah, this shit don't sound like Portishead, though. It sounds like some like hardcore hip hop shit, like on some uh-huh. like, boy shit. Yeah, yo, it's really fucking dope. It's really just like real ill production like dope like sample based creative production and they just get like spitters to jump in you know on every track uh fat cat is on it uh guilty simpson is on it uh there's a joint with uh a cat named sage infinite that's real ill uh jeremiah J is on it just a bunch of cats is one cat uh bob banner is on it um, Sampa the Great is on it. It's really fucking dope. J Rue is on it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They just got like it's really like on some like hip hop like Royal Rumble type shit. They yeah. like made a whole album of all these like real ill beats, and they just got like a ton of motherfuckers to rap on it. So yeah, that's like one of the the joints that I've been rocking lately. Uh, Quakers, the next wave is really fucking dope. Where that sounds like I, I gotta check that out. Like, are they, are they rocking like the bucket, like the uh, belt buckle shoes on the cover, or anything? <laughs> right. The the belt buckle shoes, the fucking weird hats and shit. Yeah, no. like they, they almost look like like Captain Crunch hats with the belt buckle on them too. Yeah, these these are very contemporary people. Oh, uh, I thought like, listen, man, if you gonna lean into something, like you know what I mean, <laughs> you might as well fucking do it. Yeah, yeah. You come in flexing with the belt buckles on your shoes, like shit would be Dogs. tight. See, I'm just saying, uh, I, I'm gonna shoot them an email, like yo, next time for the album cover. <laughs> Let me style y'all. Yeah, yo, seeing motherfuckers. Uh, I don't know if it's the Quakers or uh, the Mennonites. Excuse me if I'm offending anybody, uh, or if it's the Amish. It might be the Amish I'm thinking of that don't fuck with like the electricity. Yeah. Dog, seeing them out in uh, Lancaster County and they be like just riding around in like the buggies and shit, that shit is like, it bugs me the fuck out every time. Yeah, I'm not sure. I know there's some of them because there's like a, a Dutch market not far from where I, I live at now. It was down mm-hmm. the street from the school we went to. Um, yeah. Crazy they, that that shit is still around. It's still humming, dog. Like they they be humming. They, they always busy. Um, yeah. They food is insane though. That's why, um, mm-hmm. but like they don't like they don't have like belts and shit. They don't wear belts and shit like that. Like they wear oh, like it's just a yeah. They straight wear suspenders. Joints. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Yo. I don't think they have buttons on their clothes neither. Something like that. It's some some shit like that. Is um, that like considered technology? Like I, I, dog, I have no idea, man. man. Like I don't know where like the cutoff like is. And again, I'm not right. trying to like I really don't know. And I'm not sure. I think they're Pennsylvania Dutch, which I think is a little different than mm-hmm. um, 
Amish. I think there's like in like and Mennonite. Well, we got yeah, yeah, yeah. um I got a new puppy not too long ago. I don't know if I talked about it on the podcast. Um I think I did. Uh but mm-hmm. I I got a new puppy and we that the people we got them from were Mennonites. Yeah, yeah, you did mention that. Yeah. Um Yeah, because I I said my, my daughter thought he was a cowboy because he had like the hat oh, on. Shit. India yeah, thought yeah. he my my sixteen year old daughter thought he was a cowboy. <laughs> word word. <laughs> that like some infant daughter, a fucking sixteen year old. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know they don't got no school trips. She's she from Philly, baby. Like you know what I mean. We don't get school trips no more. Like yeah, um, going school trips. They used to take us downtown to see like the Nutcracker and shit. Yeah. We would have like change in our pockets, <laughs> like throwing change at the fucking ballet dancers. You know, we we Philly public school. Listen, dog, what nothing like trip day though? Like, oh yeah, yo, that trip day was the fucking best, man. Yeah. I remember it's I saw like they let you out of jail. Yeah, like I remember somebody <laughs> said like nothing hit like that morning air on trip day. Mm-hmm. Like when you go outside of this trip day, lined up for the bus. Yeah, and shit. And, uh, <laughs> I remember we went to uh, fuck. I can't think of um, Colonial Williamsburg. Like ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Spots, yo. I remember we uh, <laughs> they had a bunch of us in line, and we were making candles. And they had mm-hmm. this giant, like, boiling cauldron of candle wax. And just a bunch of kids, like, <laughs> yeah, whoop, whoop, like, definitely not safe, yo. <laughs> Dog, this one kid, you know, kids, like, we, like, fuck around and shit. This one kid came up from behind me and, like, bow, like, hit me with the shoulder. And my whole arm dipped in the cauldron of uh. candle wax. And I pulled it up like, ah, like, like Terminator 2. Like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> and my whole shit was just like wax candle. And all the kids were like, ah, like screaming. Like I burnt my arm off. But I was like, oh, wait, this doesn't hurt. Yeah. And I started like just started peeling it off. off. Shit. Man, that shit was bad for a fucking trip day. Dog, I remember we did something like that. We went to like an old timey joint, and um, the uh, we did like class. Like they had like the old timey school, and they had like these hard ass wooded desks and shit like that. No logs. Yeah, kind of like these old. (laughs) And they were like, you know, I'm at, you know, I'm a dickhead. Like I've been a dickhead since I was a kid. So yeah, yeah, I'm in there fucking around in the class, talking when the people who's trying to teach us shit talking. Mm-hmm. And they were like, yo, you got to come up front. And they made me like sit in the corner with a big ass dunce cap on. Hey, yo. <laughs> and they were like, yo, that's what they we used to do. That's what they would do to the kids who acted up. Like so they made me it back in the yeah. day. They made me sit with the big cone on my head, yo. I think you could sue, bro. Like, <laughs> I probably could. That's, that PTSD, that dog. Yeah, <laughs> yo. Put a motherfucker with a dunce cap. Come on. Yo, for real. I was like, yo, y'all really? And he was like, yeah, you got to sit in the corner with this dunce cat. Terrible. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, that, dog, trip day. Wasn't nothing like trip day, dog. And it didn't matter where you was going. You could have been going to the lamest shit in the goddamn world. It just meant you wasn't in school for the day, man. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, I was- I I left our teacher. Yeah. Oh, for real? We we went- uh, it might have been when we went to the Nutcracker. We um, got on the bus, and the uh, the bus driver was, like, new, I guess. And we told him, we like, yo, 
uh, our teacher, she on the other bus, da 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 da. But she's really like trailing behind. Yeah. And we definitely like pulled off and left her at the fucking Walnut Street Theater. <laughs> or <whatever. laughs> she like had to catch a cab and yeah, get I... back to school. <laughs> terrible. <laughs> fucking terrible. Dog, imagine, like, yo, that cab ride from Center City all the way up town was probably like. A good grip, yo. Yeah, she might have spent like forty dollars on that cab. This was like, and you're you talking know, like forties, like, like early nineties money. So I like, you know what I mean? This was like ninety two, ninety one. Yeah, yeah, that's a good chunk of money, dog. But terrible. Um, yeah, we can start wrapping up. Um, I'm sure people word, were word. like, "Yo, this shit turned." <laughs> Let's talk about new music. Shit going? <laughs> yeah, they talking new music now. They talking about school trips in the '90s. Um, Listen, if you don't, if you don't like it, we, what are we gonna do? Yeah, stuff Come it, on. man. You know what I mean? Suck it up. <laughs> um, but uh, yo, you can find us on Instagram and Twitter at seriousrapshit.com. Well, mm-hmm. you can find us at seriousrapshit.com. Uh, uh, but you can find us on Instagram and Twitter at Serious Rap Shit. I'm Indy underscore SRS, I-N-D-I underscore SRS on Instagram and Twitter. You're John underscore Liberator on Instagram and Twitter. Um, you can hit the website, SeriousRapShit.com. We have the merch there. Uh, you can go grab some t-shirts, some hoodies. Uh, we got some new shit getting ready to drop on there that I'm really excited about. Um you just gotta start making bubble gooses, dog. Just yeah, like yeah, yeah. A husky bubble goose. Yeah, I mean, although climate change, nothing's gonna, it's never gonna be cold enough for a bubble goose again. So <sighs> terrible. Um, but yeah, definitely, we'll make a you make a, a really dope bubble goose. Um, that shit probably gonna have to be like two hundred dollars, so we can make like ten bucks off of it. But you know, right. it is what it is. Um, pocket for your razors and shit. Yeah, and we'll probably like we'll do the shit like Rock like uh, Rockaway got in trouble for for using like the dog hair for the collars and shit. <laughs> oh Jesus! <laughs> <laughs> um, we edit that out. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't want like red paint thrown on me or nothing. Um, nah, not again. Nah. Uh, yeah, they was hating on that mink I was rocking back in the day, yo. Listen, come on. Uh, no, but um, yeah, you hit SeriousRapShit.com. You get uh, the merchandise there. Also get an exclusive video there um, uh, talking like some of the origins of the podcast. Uh, and mm-hmm. um, you also get... Uh, oh, well, and then also you can hit um, IncenseTrapAndYoga.com and you grab the Abolished Ice Tees um, and Hoodies. Remember uh, that proceeds, part of the proceeds from that go to um, helping migrant families uh, with legal aid. Um, like I said, there's like five over almost 600 kids that they can't find the parents for right now, which is fucking insane Jesus. to me. Um, and Trump said, yeah, but they're like really good. You should check out the camps where they're at. Like they're treated right. really well. Um, right. You know, because, you know, it's fascism. Uh, but um uh oh uh serious rap shit podcast on uh youtube um there's videos there there's clips of this podcast so there'll be video clips of this podcast that are posted there um now regularly um there's some old stuff there's a there's uh the interview uh with s west there there's um there's a bunch of stuff on there um you know, Sixers season get ready to start again. NBA going to start back up. I'll make another hype video for uh, the Sixers. Um, yeah. Although maybe I'm thinking about not because we got our ass whipped in the bubble. So 
Jesus. I'm wondering if, <laughs> if I curse this. Yeah. You know what I mean? I don't know. You got to switch sides at this point. Yeah, exactly. Root for somebody else. Yeah. Uh, but no, um, you can get us uh, in all those places. Um, and there's all types of content there for y'all. Um, I don't, don't think I'm missing anything. Yeah, I think that's it. Yeah. Um, oh, hit your band camp. John Morrison, 215. Mm-hmm. Hit John's band camp. Go support. He's got a bunch of material up there. Um, we got some really dope shit getting ready to come out for y'all. We got uh, um, some big some moves that are getting made and like some shit that's really, I think, like in the next few weeks slash months is going to be real big. And um, I'm excited for y'all to see it. But again, hit John's yeah. band camp. Go support him. Um, he is a independent artist in we are in the middle of a pandemic, you know what I mean? Yeah. So go buy his music, you know what I mean? And I'm not blowing money on records and sneakers. No, 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 no. Every penny every penny he's making, man, <laughs> is being spent very wisely, you know what I mean? Feeding my kids. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? He's, so. he's not buying Helly Hansen jackets. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, I'm gonna edit this out. Why uh you know the, the Drake shit, uh, War, that video? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like skiing around and shit? His, that parka he's wearing is like hard as shit, right? So I was saying the list, I was like, yo, I think I want that Drake parka. Dog, that shit, 18 grand. <laughs> <laughs> I shed a tear when I saw, when I looked it up. Sitting there going like, so, I mean, like, if I write... Four articles a day <laughs> for four right. months straight. <laughs> if I write four articles a day, go get a pack. <laughs> you know Work my way up a little bit. Do a couple hits. <laughs> yeah. you know what I'm saying I might be able to get this shit in but a year. I might be able so, to yeah. justify eighteen grand for a fucking jacket. Yeah, we we ain't doing it like that. No, not yet. <laughs> not not yet. Um, no, but yeah, uh, you know, uh, we'll be back next week with some more fire for you. Um, and you know, like I said, we got some shit coming. I really can't wait for y'all to see some of the stuff we working on. Um, so it's going to be dope, man. You know, you know, whatever vote if you can. I don't know. Fuck it. (laughs) Get some fuck. I don't know. Peace y'all. Peace. Serious Rapture is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, check out the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get podcasts. News with a new perspective. News with a black perspective. The Black Information Network is the first all-news audio and digital network. For and by the black community. Get the podcast and get the biggest news and business stories delivered to you every morning. Subscribe to the Black Information Network daily and wake up with the latest from the Black Information Network. Loaded and ready to go when you are. Listen to the Black Information Network daily on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts. Or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you ever wish you could get more from your podcasts? Well, you can with BuzzFeed Daily, hosted by me, Casey Rackham. And me, Zach Stafford. On our show, we've got more good news and more pop culture. More memes and more celebrity tea. More of everything that's blowing up your timeline and trending on the internet. Every weekday evening, we're giving you more of what you need to enjoy your day. Because what's life if it isn't to be enjoyed? 
What's more enjoyable than everything fun and exciting from across the world of BuzzFeed? Yes, if you've ever loved a video from Tasty, Cocoa Butter, Pero Like, Nifty, Goodful, or BuzzFeed Celeb, we'll have something for you on BuzzFeed Daily. And don't forget about great interviews that break down all the wait, what, from the internet and beyond. Whether it's the world's preeminent astrologist, the star of your favorite streaming show, or maybe even the person behind that TikTok, you know the one. If they're making you smile, we're talking to them. Listen to BuzzFeed Daily on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.